Welcome to the Money BS Podcast, where I'm on a mission to get rid of the unhelpful thoughts we've been taught about money. I'm your host, Master Certified Mindset Coach Belinda Smith. I help my clients make their first dollar and their first million dollars. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Hello, beautifuls. How is it going today? I have to tell you, I am in a complete war. It's like all out war for success with making pumpkin bread. (laughs) All right. So listen, my mom made the best pumpkin bread. I mean, she just did. I will argue with you. uh, Argue down. Mom's was better. Mom's was better than Starbucks, better than anybody else's, just the best. Okay. Well, what happened is she took her pumpkin bread recipe to the grave. Thanks, Bev. So I have been on a mission to recreate mom's pumpkin bread. Okay, so here's the situation. I gave up on that. (laughs) It's not going to happen. So now I have gone to Starbucks pumpkin bread. I I know there are various um, Starbucks copy pumpkin recipes on the internet. And I have, so I have sort of tried two. So I've tried two pumpkin bread recipes plus one of my, what I kind of thought was mom's. None of, I mean, they were fine. I'm not saying they were bad. They were fine, but they were not perfection. Hence, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like, like I am like a little swimmer when I'm six years old training to be Michael Phelps. So I just want to announce to you, my congregation, that I am going to super big fat conquer this pumpkin bread dilemma. Just fasten your seatbelts. I will report back, but we are uh, 0 for 3 at this point. But you know what? <laughs> what else do I have to do? Let's. And, oh, wait, you have to know I don't cook. I, I can barely bake, but I'm game on on this. Just game on. <sighs> Thank you for listening. You know, sometimes I just have to get some things off my chest. Not that the other ones are bad, but they just haven't, I have not achieved perfection. So today, I don't know, there's no segue. I can't think of it. Um, Anyway, whatever, there you go. Today, I want to talk about what you're supposed to do with words you don't like. And this this is not, oh, y'all, do not go there. I'm not being political at all. So that's not my job here. And, um, but there is going to be an example and you're going to, you're probably going to have an immediate reaction, whichever, whichever side of the fence you're on or whether or not you're in the middle. But I want you to stay with me because that's not the point. The point is not what your reaction is. As a matter of fact, your reaction may be, may go in with this. So, uh, so listen, listen up. Sometimes people will say things. Okay, wait, understand it. Parenthetical here. Understand that I am a coach. I have had so much training on how to think about words. What do I want to make them mean? How do I want to respond to them? Do I need to respond to them? Those types of things. So I I live sort of in that space in my head where I don't, I don't have to fly off the handle. Um, Not to say that I don't, but I don't have to. I can choose not to and sort of choose how I want to react or do I want to react? You know, is this a hill I want to die on? Is it not? Okay. There's your parenthetical. Okay. Back to the rest. So a lot of times I'm surrounded, literally surrounded by people 
who are um, not available to get emotionally or mentally available to get the vaccine for COVID. And I'm also around lots of people who think it's absurd not to get the vaccine. Okay, so I have people who think it's ridiculous to get it and people who think it's ridiculous not to get it. Chances are you fall on one side of that. Very few people seem to be neutral. Very few. At least at least that I've met. It's not like I know the whole world or anything. But here in I can say in the United States, I don't know what it's like anywhere else. But sometimes I feel like um, us Americans kind of think we're the the revolving part of the world when actually we, we revolve with everybody else. But And I love America, so don't take that wrong either. So the other day, and this is actually true. um, Sometimes when, well, I'll I'll get to that. Sometimes when people say things that I don't particularly like, I have instant reactions. So for example, I was at Starbucks one day a couple years ago, and I was talking about how, and, and I believe this no matter what, there's, there's, Nothing you can say to make me not believe this. But in, I'm from the state of West Virginia, and you know the more we the more we live, the more we find out. We realize that a lot of large corporations uh, really didn't give a crap about what they were putting into the ground or what they were putting into the water. And so, a, a, several of my neighbors from growing up, uh, my friends' parents, lots of people have died from weird mutations of cancer, very weird mutations. When my mom was dying of her rare aggressive form of cancer, uh, SRCC. If you know anyone who's going through that, I'm free. To, I'm happy to talk to them. Um, we went to this the hospital in Huntington, West Virginia, and the, her oncologist told us that uh, <clears throat> that particular area is is a real hot spot for cancer. Like if you want to do cancer research at this point, you you start to go there because it's a major hotspot for cancer. Well, what you also need to know is in that area, there are like the Ohio River feeds in um, all these you know, chemical plants, uh, all, just all kinds of, that's what's in the area. Okay. And we, we find out more and more, you know, there's the DuPont um, settlement, there's several movies about what's gone and what's gone in the water. My dad worked at a plant. Um, And so the weird mutations of cancer that have come up in our community, like I can literally can drive down, like I'm from a little place called Evergreen Hills, just a little community. We can drive through the community and like, oh, she died of cancer. He died of cancer. They died of cancer. They died of cancer. Straight up to my mom dying of you know rare cancer. My uncle who lived about a mile away died of rare cancer. So I can say all this stuff, okay? You can have whatever reaction you want. I can say it and that's data. That's just, it's not an opinion, they're dead. Here was the cancer. Okay. So I was sitting in Starbucks and I said, said something about, I can't even remember the quote now because I I saw red so quickly, (laughs) but I basically said that this guy was talking about stuff and, and I said, yeah, I said, my mom is, my mom is dying of cancer. And he looked at me and he said, well, that's the price we pay for progress. That I got that quote. That's the price we pay for progress. And I said, do you mean cancer is the price we pay for progress? And he said, yeah. And he was so flippant and blasé about it that let's just say another man in the coffee shop told him to leave. Princess Belinda did not handle that well. Cancer is the price we pay for progress. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, that that to me is an opinion. That is not a fact. Well, I mean, it might be a fact at this point, but it's not a price anybody wanted to pay. But I had a choice in that moment to either fly off the handle on him or go home and think about that. Is is it true? Is it not true? Um, and in that moment, because I'm so, I'm just so broken, the fact that this person decided to throw that into my face and to say something like that. I mean, literally, like I pulled back, my chair fell in the ground and you, you just don't have a Starbucks. <laughs> who who makes the scene in Starbucks? But this other man had overheard the conversation and and all of that. So what he was presenting to me when he said uh, cancer is the price of prog- price we pay for progress was what he determined to be his truth and his data. And again, I was able to choose what I wanted to do with that. Obviously, I wanted to um, not do pleasant things to him. But that's a really great example of how I could have chosen to deal with that. And in that moment, I really wanted to beat him with a common sense stick, an imaginary common sense stick. I do not promote violence on here, but just you can you can take that to your brain. I mean, <laughs> let it be what you want. Now, with that being said, so I take full responsibility for the way I behaved in that moment. And believe me, I have no regrets. So the other day, though, I was on social media and, and this is actually true. I, I've lost uh, three friends in the past um, month, two within a week. And um, so two of the friends, not of the three. So there's one who passed of congestive heart failure and um, COPD and going to that funeral tomorrow. One died last week and he had chosen to be unvaccinated. So he had chosen not to get the vaccination for COVID and uh, 51 years old, prime of, well, are you still in the prime when you're 50? I'm going to say, yeah, doing amazing work all over the country. And uh, he died. He just went in the hospital. The last note I got from him was, hey, um, I've been a little under the weather. This was on my birthday and uh, hadn't even, yeah, just maybe a month. I'm not feeling really good. When I'm done, we're all going to go out to eat for your birthday. And now he's dead. COVID. I have another friend, person I used to mentor, um, chose not to get the vaccine. He didn't think that would be good for his his health. Um, he got COVID and he died. He's dead too. So I posted on my page, on my social media, and I can't remember the quote now, but I just said, I have two friends who have died, who, who didn't get the vaccine and, and now they're dead. Now, in my thinking, when I posted that, I was like, that's data. That's neutral data. I didn't really have an opinion. I can see how someone thought I had an opinion in that. But the truth is, that was just data. Hey, if you're choosing not to get the, the vaccine, I have two, two friends who are dead now within a month because of that. Um, so my pro-vaccine people, um, it seems like most people just said, I'm really sorry. And I wasn't asking for sympathy. I wasn't asking for to really be included in like the family's grieving. Because at this point, when you lose three people, you know, within a month, six weeks of each other, you're just, I don't know, for me, I'm just a little bit numb. You, know, you just kind of go through the motions and you just like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. 
Um, for my friends who, who choose not to get vaccinated, I just like, well, you know, here's some data. It's just my personal data. I'm not a scientist. Um, I'm not an epidemiologist, although we seem to have a lot of them on Facebook. Um, but rather than, for me, it was just, it was just kind of neutral when I posted it. Um, and I have one woman who absolutely lost her stinking mind, lost her mind, lost her sanity, lost any decorum which she could have had. And, you know, I had, and, and so when everybody, a few people were like, that was so rude, how disgust, you're gross. She called me gross, um, that it was awful that I'd said that and their, their death had nothing to do with their vaccine status and blah, 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 blah. And I'd gone off and I was watching the morning show when all this was happening. <laughs> so I pretty much missed it. But the one thing I did say is, you know what, all I know is my friends are dead. And so it just became this whole thing while I was watching television. And I came back, and by the time I got back, apparently there had been a, a, a something deleted, one, one of their, a comment or maybe two deleted. Uh, she had made a, a crap meme, or it's like a crap story, but it was like basically calling me crap, uh, calling me gross. And, you know, I had a lot of friends take up for me, but the truth is, it was just data. I was like, do with this what you want. Here's what I'm experiencing. Um, it's not fair to say that I really wasn't trying to provoke anyone, but I really wasn't trying to provoke anyone. But then I can also look at that guy in Starbucks, whether he was trying to provoke me or not. I can't say what his mind was. Um, I wanted to, to beat him to death with the imaginary common sense stick, as we know. But for me, you know, no one understands what what's in my head. And I'm not responsible for your thoughts as much as you're not responsible for mine. Um, so what I'm saying is in these moments, we have choices on how to react to data. Like it just is, you know, we can we can when when scientists come out and tell us that um, that that chemical plants dump stuff in the water uh, when our Congress people uh, or president or whoever, who, who's, whoever's in charge, say it's OK to dump your sludge in the water in the state of West Virginia. Um, you know, well, if you take take out the OK, um, it is legal to dump sludge in the water in West Virginia. That's data. It just is. It's legal. Now, the way I want to respond to that is my choice. But uh, screaming and yelling on the internet may not be the most uh, valuable way to respond to that. You know, that needs to go with uh, writing letters and calling over and over to calling the elected officials. That's kind of how you handle it. Now, I can complain to my family members and complain to my to my neighbors because we live it. We all know. But for, for me to make a big thing about it, you know, it's better to handle, go with the people who are making those decisions, uh, in my opinion. And again, that's just my my apps or my observation from receiving the data, right? That may not be your observation from receiving the, the data. But what I want to invite you to do is when somebody says something you don't like, if you really, really need to beat them with a common sense stick, as I needed to with that, that kid in Starbucks, then go ahead, go for it. If you don't, if you are letting your personal biases get in the way of behaving like a rational human, 
then take a breath, and then decide. You don't immediately go off on somebody, you know, insult them personally, and, um, and, and act like a horse's rear end. It's just not necessary, especially when you're doing your own thought work. So for me, um, and no one, no one knows my motivations. No one can even talk about or say, say, you know, what my motivation was, because again, you're not in charge of my thoughts. On the flip side, if someone had asked, I would have, and not, you know, blown their gasket, is that it? You know, blown their minds and started screaming and calling me personal, you know, attacking me personally. Um, I could have had the, the, the moment to say, hey, this is just data. You can do with it what you want. I have friends who, who are absolutely anti-vax. I don't, I don't hate them. They're still my friends. Like I, I have chosen for me what's good for me. They're choosing for them what's good for them. I have people who will beat you over the head if you don't get Well, they won't literally, but they'd want to beat you over the head if you didn't want to get a vaccine. Like to me, yes, there are lots of conversations to be had about lots of topics, But the one thing I will say is if we can't use our brains to figure out a way to coexist, then we are never going to find solutions. And at this point, in America at least, I don't even know if we're available to find solutions anymore. I I have no idea. I can't speak to it or not. I've found a lot of things to be very disappointing, um, conversations to be completely impossible in some scenarios. And uh, while I do think there, I really do think there are more people who are middle ground than there are extremes. I think the extremes get more attention because that is that's what people look for news. That's what what the media brings us is news rather than the people in the middle going, hey, man, I'm just trying to live my life and figure this out. And that's pretty much me. I think I'm trying to be that person. I have strong opinions about certain things. But here's the other thing that I want to tell you. And I want this to set you free, okay? Here is your moment of freedom. Breathe in, breathe out. Ready? You don't have to have an opinion on everything. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? You literally don't have to have an opinion on everything. If you haven't done your own personal research on something, if you haven't gone to neutral sources, if you have not had heartfelt, meaningful, curious conversations with other people, it's not like you have to say, well, based on what I know, here's my opinion. If you don't have an opinion, like I can honestly tell you there are things that I don't have an opinion on because I haven't done my research and I haven't been curious and I haven't looked around to say, Oh, I'd like to hear more about that. Say more. I haven't looked at people who who do have real opinions and educated opinions on on both sides. And so the day that I looked around and I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I can't talk about that. I don't have to have an opinion like that's for other people to have an opinion. It's it's humanly impossible to have an opinion on every single thing in the world. So when you when you hear when you see words that you don't like, when you hear words that you don't like, try to take a deep breath and decide, is this a hill you want to die on? Is this not? How do you preserve your peace? Is this something that you want to, you know, get your imaginary common sense stick out and beat somebody with? Or is this like, you know what, 
you're allowed to, you're allowed to feel that way. And that's fine. Again, I do this thought work all the time. So when I, I have some of my dearest friends who, who just choose not to be vaccinated, I have chosen to be, um, a lot of that's because, uh, I have a paralyzed foot. Uh, I got a virus when I was little, it attacked the weakest part of my body. It was, it's like my calf and my foot are paralyzed. It attacked the weakest part of my body. I was in the hospital for three weeks with a bone infection. <clears throat> my mom stayed the whole three weeks. I can remember screaming when they were fleshing out my bones, screaming, um, top of my lungs. My mom would try to keep me quiet because, you know, because I had a, a another person in the room. I couldn't do it. I was screaming. And she said, by the end of the three weeks, I could sleep through the bone flesh. So that's how you know I was getting better. I am not available right now in my life for an amputation. Um, I've already been told that that would be the next step if I wanted to get any corrections on my foot. Amputation would be best for you. So for me, I'm not going to take that risk. Now, what are we going to find out about the vaccine in the future? I don't know. But I know for me personally, I would rather at, at my age with my my life, I would so much rather um, deal with that than going back to that screaming in the hospital. Oh, I thought I had all this turned off. So I just want to tell you, like you get to make decisions based on who you are. Um, and you also need to make decisions Sometimes with giving people the benefit of the doubt. Now, if you can't, if it's just a really emotional topic for you, for example, when the kid was um, saying my mom was just another uh, another statistic that we were using for um, advancement, um, I didn't even have time. I didn't even have, I already kind of knew that that uh, what I thought, and I knew that he wasn't going to get away with that because he didn't really. I didn't think that he had thought that through. Um, other people, other patrons in Starbucks didn't either. <laughs> but before you get on the internet and make a hind end of yourself, take a breath. Just take a breath. Can it just be data? Can it just be words that you don't like? Just words on a page that you don't you don't care for? Like, do you have to get personal? Do you have to call these people gross? No, you don't have to do that. And I'm going to encourage you as well to f- find your peace. You know, if if the if the data is I'm making this up. Um, 97% of black dogs do not get adopted. And there is a thing about people not, like the black dogs are hardest to get um, adopted. Isn't that weird? Like I try to always have, like, yeah, anyway, super weird. I can look at, think of, I can look at that statistic and then I can go through my head and think, well, what's normally a black dog? I'm not talking about um, adopted, you know, like, Months. I'm talking like, okay, I think of a Rottweiler, I think of Doberman Pinscher, which are normally black. Like, are they, you know, and those are dogs that I, I feel like I would need a very strong personality to handle and to have safely. Um, is that in the percentage? Is it not? Do I just immediately want to go, oh, that's so sad? Or do I need to, to think about that data before I create a thought? And that thought will create a feeling. Remember? The circumstance is, and I'm making this up, I don't, made up, made up, made up, made up. 98% of black dogs don't get adopted. That's not true. It's not that percentage. It just made that up. I can't stress that enough. I made that up. Um, So my initial thought could be, oh, that's so sad. People are so gross for not uh, adopting a black dog. And then uh, my feeling could just be like, I'm going to the pound and I'm going to adopt every single black dog there. And the action would be, 
I adopt all the dogs, and the result is I get arrested for um, dog abuse because I cannot possibly deal with 200 dogs in my house. The other thought, you know, if that's if that's the data, all these black dogs don't get uh, adopted or or purchased, whichever I probably adopted. Um, then could my thought be, oh, I'd be interested in in knowing more about that. Uh, what kind of breeds are we talking about? What's the temperament? Tell me more about that. And then I can make an educated thought and have an educated feeling and take educated, make educated actions and get an educated result. Right? Okay. Shoo! I had some stuff to say today. And you know what? All this to say, let's be better people to each other. Let's be good people to each other. Um, I'm not saying you're not going to get um, you're not going to get mad. I'm not saying that everything that you read, everything that you see, is going to make you happy. But you get a hold up for a second and realize: is this true or is it not? That's the first question I want you to ask: Is this true? Is it not true? And then go from there. Okay? Let's try to coexist. Let's try to find solutions, y'all. Let's try to do better. Hey, thank you so much for joining me on the Money BS Podcast. I am so grateful. I hope that if you're enjoying it, you'll go to Apple and leave me a five-star review. It helps so much in getting the word out. Also, please share with your friends, anyone that you think would enjoy this. I would be so grateful. Don't forget, too, that I've created just for you, the podcast listeners, a one-off session an hour with me for $199. We can deep dive into what's going on with you. We can check your mindset and give you a reboot. Thanks again so much for joining me. I know that time is finite and I'm grateful for any of yours. Remember, it's never about the money. It's about the mindset. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.